Hello and welcome back to another episode of Spilling the Behavior Tea Podcast. With Sam and Jeanette. Hey you guys. Happy Thursday? It's mm-hmm. actually Thursday today. <laughs> How cool is that? Mm-hmm. Christmas is coming. Doesn't feel like it. Christmas is coming and I am... At the stage of the year where I don't know what month we're in, I don't know what day we're on, and I don't know. I I hear people already doing Christmas shopping. I've heard people you know already. already. You should be almost done. That's what I was going to say. I heard people There's talking like about, I'm left. done Christmas shopping. I've only bought two Christmas gifts. I know, I have to finish mine. I tried to get it all done early, but then I was like... I really don't know what to get these people, so I'm gonna wait it out. And the waiting out has take has taken a very long time. So now I'm like, uh, gotta get on that. I think I only need like three more gifts. Mm-mm-mm. And the only the only reason why I got those two gifts is because links were sent to me. But let me tell you, I was out and about yesterday, and I don't get out and about very often. Mm-hmm. Because. I work from home and my routine is mostly in the morning. My routine of being mm-hmm. out and about is mostly in the morning. So afternoons and stuff, I'm not really out and about unless it's like to the grocery store, but the grocery store is like down the street. Mm-hmm. My goodness. I was out and about like four o'clock on the other side of town where I'm uh-huh. not usually. And I was like, this sucks. Was it like, traffic i everyone's been complaining about traffic i was like i don't want to live here anymore (laughs) i know i I tried yes i man i've always i live really really close to a mall so if you're on the if you're like on the other side of the street to cross over to get to the mall it's gonna take you forever Mm-hmm. And I stay on this side of the street where the mall's at. Mm-hmm. So if I'm on that side, mm-mm, forget it. <laughs> but, and that's what I was seeing yesterday. I was like, has it really gotten this bad? You know what? I haven't either. I haven't been out and about either. I go to work, come back, you know, do my routine, work from home too. Um, and so I haven't been out and about. But everyone's saying that. This year, it seems like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's way I mean, more people out there. It deterred me from going and doing more because I was like, I was out and about, and I was like, okay, I need to pick something up from Kohl's. So I picked something up from Kohl's, and then I was like, well, since I'm here, Sam's Club is right there. I mm-hmm. need to go to Sam's Club to get my dog's food, the, dog, the dog's food that I make. And there's not a Sam's Club near me, so I might as well go now. Mm-hmm. So I was like, but I just want to do it so quick because I just want to go back home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was just like, I did it quick, and I was like, do I have some time to like go shop a little bit? And I was like, I really don't feel up for it. Like I'm still trying to kick this sickness too, mm-hmm. and I still had some other stuff that I still had to do when I got home. I still had to make because I prep the dog food too so said to prep it and get home and continue my laundry and all that stuff and i was just like i have no time 
to do shit anymore, <laughs> to be honest. But I put it in my GPS to go home and it's like 30 minutes. Wow. Why? Yeah. Yeah, I've been in the evening two cities over. Why? You know, in the evenings when I come home, I try to find different routes because if I stay on that main street, you know, Mm -hmm. that main street, that street is horrible. So I try to find, but it's crazy. I was thinking, you know what it could be? I think, I don't know. Coming out of COVID, maybe that first year or second year people were still a little bit cautious and now they're I like think i think it's the pointless ass construction everywhere that's true that shit is so annoying what are you closed for <laughs> nothing at all you can pass by all this these cones and stuff like that's all there is there why is this closed for absolutely no good reason i don't know i don't know but yeah it's been a while it's been a while, right? It's annoying. It really is. Unfortunately, we live right in the middle of everything. Yesterday, I saw this TikTok of a girl who was autistic. Uh-huh. And she was staying at a hotel. And she was recording herself because she was like, I'm, gonna, I'm about to order room service. Uh-huh. And I'm like freaking out. You know, and she's just like, I'm rehearsing what I'm going to say. I need to press this, um, like press star to, and then say what I want. And then that's that. Mm -hmm. It was just like, so like freaking out about it. And then she did it and it was like, perfect. (laughs) I was like, proud of her. (laughs) Aw, proud moment. I know. First of all, I That's feel like awesome. I get nervous to calling places sometimes, but like such an accomplishment. And she was just like, oh my gosh, I did it. That is such an accomplishment because it, it is true. Calling places is a is little nerve wracking. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, that is so cute. That's awesome. Kudos to her and her family. So I also saw this video this other video and it's interesting too because we are on those not opposite but like kind of not really somewhat opposite i guess sides of this video where this girl was saying um she was pretty much saying that she like growing up she would get shit because like shit from other people because her parents always supported her and were there for her and did things for her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, am I supposed to be sorry for that? Like, I can't be held responsible for your struggle, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's interesting because I've gotten that before in the past too. Mm-hmm. From people. Mm-hmm. Like pissed that my parents are there for me. My parents are still together. My parents are still, my parents did everything in their power for me and my siblings. Mm-hmm. And I've always gotten shit like people being like, oh, you didn't struggle. You didn't like, okay. Like, <laughs> is that my fault? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's very interesting topic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to show me the video. <laughs> I'm like, waiting for you guys. Take I can. I can TikTok show it. videos is my favorite. I have to say, this is like my favorite when we do this. I feel bad for having parents that did their job, that love me. I remember I had a girl go back and forth with me talking about some, oh, we live two different lives. You have support. I don't have support. I don't have feelings. I got out the mud. I do this by myself. Yes, you got it. I, I have no argument with you. You got that. I, I don't know what to tell you. I absolutely have parents that love and care about me, and I have the village that it takes to raise kids. I could go to Dubai next week because my parents going to say, drop the kids off. What do you need me to do? And there's nothing wrong with that. People will try to make you feel bad for having support. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you don't, actually. And I don't take mine for granted. I thank God for it every day. So, no, you can't make me feel bad. Nobody can ever make Aww. So yeah, and it's so interesting too because like people get mad at you for it. Yeah. Like and it it's a reflection uh not on you but on them or yeah. you know. But I mean I, it's not that person's fault either. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, it's not. It's just the situations that we were all put in. And yeah. it's unfortunate for some and it's fortunate for others, but we all it doesn't mean that we don't struggle. It doesn't struggles. mean that we don't have our own valid mm -hmm. feelings, mm -hmm. yeah. and we shouldn't be mad at for that. Mm -hmm. And I say that that it's interesting because you've never been like that with me. No, and you know what? Like I have you've to say, been more like appreciative and like, wow, like that is so cool. That is I great. love it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I let me tell you guys. Sam has amazing parents, and in the little bit of time that, I mean, it's not a little bit of time, obviously now it's been, you know, what, five, six years. But in that time, I've learned so much from her parents. Like her dad, like he's given us so much advice, so much advice. He's given me life, and I don't think he realizes, but you know, life-changing advice where I see things differently. I told Sam the other day, I stopped by her house one time and um, she wasn't there. And I was talking to her dad and her dad was like, he gave me some advice. I was struggling with um, work. <laughs> and that just totally changed my whole way of looking at work. And it's been so much better since. And, you know, it's just, and I told Sam, like, I never experienced, not even the big family, like the big, big family. I'm not talking about like your mom and and your dad and your sister and your brother and God, and your sister and all that. I'm talking about like your whole, so big, but it's so cool to see it. It is really, really cool to see it. And I think, you know, for myself, I don't know when I, I think that if someone's going to give someone else shit about like count your blessings mm -hmm. because like, yeah, I may not have had a big family, but you know, my mama was there, you know, and yes, she was a single parent, but she made it happen. That's a blessing in itself. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's funny. My sister and I have, um, and even my brother, <laughs> like we have heard it, like where they say, oh, because, you know, you guys were spoiled. Like they think we're spoiled because for the simple fact that we did things like my mom every year, she didn't used to drive. But every year we would go on the bus to either Disneyland, Six Flags. She would work all year long. And my mom has always been a saver. She will save every penny. And then every year, 
and to some people that's being spoiled and it's like no just count your blessings yeah and we all struggle in one way or another and see that's what i don't understand like why people don't take the perspective of you where it's like be grateful for what you have but also if you don't have that like you said like you like my parents give you advice my parents like my parents will take anybody under their wing my parents mm-hmm. will adopt anybody mm-hmm. my mom said she adopted you right so yeah people i just don't understand that mindset i get you're mad but i'm not the person to be mad at type mm-hmm. of thing and it's a reflection on them and you know that's an ugly way to be for the mm-hmm. simple fact that you're always going to have that victim mentality and that holds people back when you have that mentality i feel like it holds you back yeah. it holds you back from like a lot if you see if you, if you see yourself in that place in your life you're always going to get stuck in that place in your life if you count your blessings and just you know and embrace everything else you know <laughs> like I don't know. It's it's it sucks, but no, like I don't think that's a good way to look at it. I really don't. And then for people to say like you never struggle, you lie. And you it makes me think struggles like of so now like you had a different upbringing than Angel, right? So yes. now Angel has his two parents, and mm-hmm. it's even more different because you said when he was younger, like you were the more like communicative parent with him mm-hmm. and like supportive parent mm-hmm. and like now your husband's learning more mm-hmm. so it's just fascinating to see like the different perspectives yeah. the different roles that everybody plays yeah and you know and i'm pretty sure if you ask people they're gonna probably tell you that probably angel is spoiled that probably angel is has had an easy life, but you know, like see, that might me, be what people see from the outside, but they don't know. To me, like spoiled is being like entitled to something. Uh-huh. Like I'm gonna have that because it's I'm entitled to it. And I think that's the like, way people like that look at people that have had a different upbringing where they've had maybe a two parent household or, you know, they just see them like that without even getting to know them. Mm-hmm. They're just judging from the outside looking in. Yeah. And it's like, that's not even close to the case. But we do have those type of people out there. And it was making me think, too, because I I was listening to Big Mamas the other day. And they were talking about, Kale was talking about how she wants her kid to be more grateful for things or like her kids to be more grateful for things because she came from humble beginnings but her Mm -hmm. kids are now like they're exposed to much more because she has money now so she's able to provide that for them but she also wants them to be grateful at the same time Mm -hmm. and v was telling her like yeah but you know this is what we've worked so hard for is to get them to this point to where Mm -hmm. they feel supported to where they feel they have like to where we can provide the things that we couldn't have yeah when we were younger right and i'm like yeah i mean but she was like very adamant on like but i want them to be grateful i want them to be grateful and it's like and be just like well you can't i mean it's not really realistic 
to for kids to be grateful at this age and like but they will be later i don't know it's just interesting and i was just like hmm. yeah but i think that there's no age to really start instilling those things in them and i'm just saying from my personal experience because i was v <laughs> i was v like i was like i'm gonna give him everything i didn't have i'm gonna and my thing was i just had one kid like that i that's why i had one kid to spoil him and not saying that you know he's not you know he's good but i don't know i think that i could you know it's never too young to start instilling those things in them yeah of course and and it's what they say it's like they they're still instilling it in them but at the same time it's not realistic for them to be like oh hi mom like i'm grateful that you tied my shoes today like you know (laughs) yeah that is true and so because kids are kids and that's Mm -hmm. not what they think about right now yeah that's not their priority yeah but you know what also like you know being in a in like you know my husband and i like trying trying people trying to like run a household with two different mindsets is also hard like on the parents mm-hmm. it's i think it's easier to throw in the towel and be like because a lot of the times it could be disagreements about raising kids the way we're raising kids it could be anything and it is hard you know and that's for parents who are doing it like it's it's always easier to just throw in that towel, I would imagine. I don't know, but working through things to try to get this family and keep this family together and, you know, keep pushing through, that takes work. You know, that takes a lot of work. So it's not always, you know, sunshine and rainbows, you guys. <laughs> it's not. It takes a lot of work, a lot of work. Yep. And for those kids who are in households like that, I could imagine that it's probably even harder for them. They have two parents to keep eyes on them. So it's pros and cons exactly. to everything. Yeah. yeah. But in everyone's journey, I cannot imagine someone's life just being all perfect. Even like for wealthy families, like the richest families out there. like oh, Those are far from perfect. Yeah. Like, you know, you would think like that those kids like, you know, you see the the Kardashian kids, like those kids look like they had some trauma in their lives. You know, like I don't know. I think people might see a two parent household as maybe oh they get whatever they want. Yeah, and because the divorce rate was fifty percent. I don't know if it still is, but it was at some point. But I don't know. I don't no. know. We have to start being grateful for the things that we do have. Everyone has their own journey. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own struggles. And if you happen to be like myself, you know, someone that was raised in a one house, one parent household, which was amazing. We did have our struggles, but it was a blessing. And then you come across with someone who has you know embrace it who has a different upbringing embrace it because Mm. now i get now i get the best of both worlds (laughs) with sam and her parents (laughs) and that's a beautiful thing you guys that is a beautiful thing so i'm just saying Mm -hmm. but yeah i like doing tiktok videos (laughs) 
I think I think this is one. A lot of kids don't listen until you yell. But that's because of conditioning. Yelling signifies like, hey, I need you to focus on what I'm saying. And so a lot of parents can unintentionally teach their kids that what I'm saying doesn't need to be focused on unless I'm yelling. So I'm going to tell you three things that I do when I've already asked once and I want my kids to focus on and take serious what I'm saying. Number one, I'm going to move closer. When I move closer, you can hear me and you can hear me clearly without me having to raise my voice for you to focus. Number two, I'm still going to change my tone, but instead of going higher and louder, I'm going to go lower and slower. When we shift our tone, it does trigger our kids to listen, but it doesn't have to be in that direction. And then number three, I create a boundary that could be with my words or my actions. Basically, I just put something in the way of whatever is causing a distraction and making it more difficult to focus on what I'm saying. All right, let's put it all together. Ken, it's time to go take a shower. Are you going to turn the iPad off? Or am I going to turn the iPad off? Some people think that being a gentle parent means just not being aggressive. But the opposite of aggressive is passive. And I'm not trying to be that either. Let me know if you want more videos like this. With specific That's exactly how I talk to kids that are misbehaving. And it yeah. works. It really does work. 100%. Every time my past clients would start yelling or something, I'd be like, um, am I yelling at you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. what's what's the dealio? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that's that's a common thing in the behavior community, I guess, that we that most follow. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, no, it really does work. I um, not saying that everybody every... who likes to be yelled at. Yeah, not saying that you know it's always going to be perfect because sometimes I have to catch myself. But yeah, when you, you know, when you really do practice that, it works, you know? And like I said, it's, it's not always going to be perfect because sometimes I'm just like, my goodness, what did you guys eat today? <laughs> yeah, drive me crazy. <laughs> but, you know, I find that um, speaking to kids individually and using that method does wonders. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, there's another one, but it's more of a, this is more in like a old, old person's home. I don't know what they're mm. called. Elderly care. I guess some lady was, um, she had a camera on in her mom's room or something. Uh-huh. And let me show you. So let me ask you, did you see anything wrong with what the nurse did? Well, from what I saw in the video, she tried to get her to do something, right? Mm-hmm. She was trying to help and her up. Uh-huh. And then the the when she started screaming, the senior, mm-hmm. she just, like, backed off. Mm-hmm. And then she just, like, instead of forcing her, mm-hmm. just left her alone. Mm-hmm. Which, to be honest, I would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to want to say I'm not trying to have anyone say I hurt someone. <laughs> so the lady who had the camera in the mom's room tried to blow it up saying that the nurse was doing something wrong or bad to her mom. Mm-hmm. 
No, I mean. No, she wasn't. She was. I mean, the way that she handled it was the way that. Yeah. I think we're we're also taught to handle it because she blocked, and she she tried to help her up. She just okay. You don't want okay. Like I'm gonna shift something else, and ironically, the lady the lady's name is Karen, but. <laughs> Um, all up in the comments was just like this is usually behavior coming from like the people who visit their parents the least mm-hmm. and don't really like I know it can be hard to hear that from your mom like hear her yelling and screaming but like she has dementia mm-hmm. and but this is something that these nurses these caregivers deal with on a daily basis Mm-hmm. And okay. of course, we could put ourselves in their shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So but like, they know how to work yeah. with these people. So I don't know. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we could definitely put ourselves in their shoes because we we've been there when listen, the kids will start screaming, and we will back away because we're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you're not gonna accuse me of nothing I'm not doing, but. I've also, my mom does, um, she's worked with seniors for many, many years. When she started, she used to do private homes. Um, and I've I've got to, like, you know, it's been forever. But in the past, when she first started, I've got to go to work with her. And, um, you know, I know that especially when they're having dementia or Alzheimer's, like, we could, you know, you have a lot of that screaming and just Mm -hmm. you just kind of getting close to them it triggers them you don't even have to touch someone for them to like start screaming because they're confused they're going Mm -hmm. through a lot so you really have to be careful before accusing someone of especially in the field of caregiving not saying that it doesn't obviously we're not here to say it's never going to happen i mean we've seen different cases but in that video before you told me what happened i just saw her trying to get her to do something couldn't see too much what it was but then saw that the lady was screaming and she just backed off like you know Mm -hmm. and then just you know that's all i saw i didn't see her hurt her i didn't see her pull her you know hard or anything like that so you really have to be careful because you could really ruin someone's life posting that online Mm -hmm. and then accusing them of something that they didn't do Mm -hmm. like the way that she posted it was like oh i'm so thankful that we have these cameras like thank you to these places that that sent or that we got the cameras from like we're able to get get this on camera whatever or on film and i was just like what am i looking at like she's doing what seems mm-hmm. like her job yeah so, it's just crazy like why are we accusing like that mm-hmm. yeah and it seems like that's a trend like people just want to mm-hmm. get a reaction people just want to go viral that's sad yeah. That world we live in. Let me see if I have more. Mm. I don't think I have more, but did you see that they're coming out with a injection for dogs to live longer? No. 
Where was that when my baby was getting old? <laughs> what? How? Did they say how that works? Uh, I have the video. Where is it? Oh, here. Cal folks, we may have the first ever FDA-approved treatment for aging, but it's not in humans, it's in dogs. There's a company called Loyal for Dogs that has developed an experimental medication called LOI-001, which decreases the hormone IGF-1, which stands for insulin-like growth factor. This is a hormone that is primarily responsible for the dog's size, and different breeds have different amounts of IGF-1. Therefore, larger dogs typically have more IGF-1, and they also live shorter lives. So by decreasing the IGF-1, it is believed that it could add years on to a dog's life. This company announced today that the FDA granted approval of a specific section in their conditional approval process called the Reasonable Expectation and Effectiveness section, basically meaning that this is the first step in getting conditional approval. If they get a conditional approval, they'll have five years to be able to market this and allow people to try it out and get further clinical information on this medication. This appears to be the first step forward in potentially getting anti-aging medications, not just for animals, but for humans as well, which could be very exciting. I'm curious what you think in the comments section. If you have a dog, would you give your dog this medication if it had conditional approval? Would you? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it makes sense. I only say it like that because in five years, like, I don't know if my dog would even be alive, but... If it if it came out now, yes. Mm -hmm. I would definitely have gave that to Buddy because a lot of his, you know, when he got sick and he couldn't move the way he used to move, and then he gained all that weight, and then I think that would have helped them because you know they're talking about the different sizes and breeds and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, in bigger dogs, they live shorter lives. Yeah. So. My my cuñada, my sister-in-law cuñada, um, she has a, a little chihuahua. She's Mona. Shout out to Mona. She That girl, she's like almost 20. <laughs> and she's going. <laughs> she is going. Like that girl, she don't look like she's going to die anytime soon. <laughs> I've never had a dog longer than the dog I have now. Mm -hmm. She's seven. I've never had, You've never had a dog longer than that. Mm -mm. Wow. Well, I never had a dog before, years. buddy. Like I had a dog right quick, but not like that. But well, in the past, oh. they've either passed away early due to something. Like my last dog was from rat poisoning from our neighbors putting rat poisoning, and then she killed the rat. Oh my gosh. Um, and then. One of them got stolen. Our other Rottweiler we gave to my uncle and aunt because they had two dogs and one of them passed and it was lonely. Mm -hmm. So we let them have Duke, but they just ended up keeping him. Mm -hmm. um, I've had little dogs too. I've had little Mexican Chihuahuas, Toby and Lulu. I've had miniature Pinchers, Spike and Daisy. We've had another Rottweiler, Nala. She hated me. She always bit me. Duke was the best. Duke was our other Rottweiler. He was a giant. He was full-blown German rot. And he was ginormous. I was eight when we had him. And he would knock me down because 
his like excitement or whatever and I, his water bowl was one of those home depot buckets oh my gosh <laughs> um and that was the rottweiler yeah i was watching a a, a caesar uh, 911 episode yesterday and it was about a rottweiler oh my god he was so big it was like three harleys put together yeah some of them be really big that's how duke was he was ginormous mm-hmm. harley's american and german so she's a mutt mm. and adobe mm-hmm. so she's a mutt but she's cute mutt yeah she still she has is. a puppy face with her gray hairs Mm-hmm. I used to get sad when I used to see Buddy's face age. Oh, I used to get so sad. I know. I remember looking at like I lifted her coat, and you could see all the gray hairs coming in. And I'm like, Oh no! no. Stop it! Don't do that. And now I'm having two. I'm always protecting them because I'm afraid that something happens to one, and the other one's gonna be like lost mm-hmm. without the other. they're so codependent on each other they fight all the time they're knocking on my door right now because i have them outside yeah they fight oh my god they stay fighting but then they're always looking for each other and when it's nap time they're always cuddling with each other we've done a couple of times where um i have to go do a run right quick and i'll take one and then the other one stays behind and my husband's like oh well i just we're trying to like, i know but we're trying to like have them but now it's not working out they're attached Probably to like them. so sudden for them like what the fuck why am i by myself <laughs> if i keep both of them together they're fine they're like huddling because they're still not used to being out like that mm-hmm. but they're like right there next to each other but when I, we take them apart like that both of them are worried looking for the other <laughs> i don't know if you've seen at five below they have um like kind of like a rolly cart but not really for dogs for little chihuahuas it's like yeah a, it's kind of like the carrier but it's on wheels and you could just oh yeah. i need that go to five I below so need that. it's well, in the I'm back a stroller the for them my husband does not want me to get a stroller for them i'm like I'm well, it's, it's kind of like a stroller but it's the, the thing is on the ground Mm. Which I think is better, honestly, because then they can see everything on at their level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to give me a stroller for Christmas. <laughs> I'm going like to give them a stroller. <laughs> because my husband's like, um, why don't I, you know, I'm afraid to take them for a walk. Because it's been reports on Nextdoor that there's uh, there's been sightings of coyotes around, oh, yeah. you know, the school mm-hmm. down down the street from my house yeah. mm-hmm. they've been sightings um of coyotes and then um not recently but i want to say like four five months ago a lady was walking her little dog and the coyote just came and snatched the dog away from her like she was walking yeah. her and the coyote just ran and snatched it away so that's why i'm not walking them i'm scared. i think that that little thing from five below would be perfect mm-hmm. because yeah. they could see everything and you can just wheel them around yeah and then i could keep them in there and if the coyote comes near me i'm gonna give him some of this <laughs> <laughs> it just showed her papers right <laughs> yeah i'm like i told my husband like i'm scared like i don't want the coyotes to eat them 
They're a perfect it's snack size. So crazy though. Like they're they're ruthless. They are. Um even like dogs off leash, like it bugs me so much when when I'm walking my dog and like somebody has their little dog out, like not on their leash but on their property. But they're not trained to like not chase after other dogs. Mm-hmm. And it's happened in my dog so many times where we're walking and then like a little dog comes out of nowhere and just starts chasing us and i'm like what's the fuck along the fence no like they're out like out out and start chasing us and i have to like scare the little dog because no matter what it's gonna be harley's fault even if the dog even if that little dog comes running after her and starts trying to bite her like it's gonna be oh you're a big dog like did did, like Mm -hmm. put your dog away yes my goodness Uh uh-uh no i keep my dogs they have no home training (laughs) and when they see big dogs typical chihuahua behavior they want to fight everyone especially kobe and you saw how much more smaller he is than mamba and he out with harley and nina Oh, they were so interesting too because they're two boys and they're two girls. Uh huh. <laughs> well, it was so funny when my sister in law brought her new dog Nala, mm-hmm. and she's a uh, like um like um what's the other dog's name? Nina. Yours, Nina. She's like Nina, but bigger, like thicker and bigger, and um and at first they were like teaming up on her, but then uh, Nala was like, uh uh-uh. uh. With one slap, she could like, just do some harm to them. So now they're they're afraid of her because That's what I feel like Harley would do because she likes to slap little dogs. Yeah, like, yeah. What are you? And it was so funny. Like, um, uh, she was chasing them around, and you know how small my house is, but she was chasing them around, and they're like running for their life, and she's like just two steps. She's right over them. <laughs> But I know when Harley, no when Harley was a was younger, my friend had a little dog, little dog, and I would bring her to her house, and Harley would like they'd have a stuffed animal, and Harley would just drag him across her house like <laughs> with the little, with the toy, she would just run and drag him. He <laughs> <laughs> loved it because he was like in love with her. Oh, but, oh rest in peace, Max. Oh, yeah. So (sighs) these dogs, hilarious. Our babies, yes. And it's funny, funny because my niece is so used to like our dogs here, and our dogs are big. So yesterday we were on Zoom with Jeanette, and I showed her, and Jeanette showed her dogs, and my niece was like, "Like, what are like?" She's looking at her like. What are those? She's like, she was like, ew, what? A rat sit on your lap? Because she, like, when she sees a dog, she does the sign language for dog. And like, or if you, or if she's here at the house and you say dog, she looks at Harley like right away. Or she'll do the sign language. But, and it's, it's just so funny that she, she just saw Mamba and Kobe, and she's like, what? Uh, no, I learn the sign language for rat. <laughs> I told my husband, the boys had um, Zoom time with their cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 